0: I said one time it was one of Leroy's favorite scripture. I know I've heard him preach on it before as a young lad myself. The Lord just kind of put me here this morning as I was kind of in my quiet time, had several thoughts on my mind, and I just began to think about the goodness that God gives us as he is our great shepherd. Amen. Amen. We'll just uh, do what the Lord has put on our heart to do and you do the same and we can go home Mm -hmm. and say it's been good to be in God's house. We talked about Sunday school that there isn't a formula uh, that we should go through, uh, not a certain set of steps or things that we might do to bring on the Spirit, uh, but I believe if we'll be obedient. And we'll invite him in. He'll come and sit down with us for just a little while. I'm going to take it a little slow here, so uh, don't rush ahead of me. You know the scripture. You know the words. uh, But I'm going to try to take it slow and let it just sink in on how good our great shepherd is. Amen. The Bible says in the 23rd Psalms in the first verse, it says the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Now, there's some good words in that little bitty part. I was doing doing some marital counseling for a couple that's getting married later on this month and uh or i'd never met them before they kind of found out about me through somebody else and and so we just ended up in the same place and uh it's kind of different to do counsel for somebody sometimes that you don't know and during that time together the young man talked about his time reading the word and uh, he said you know sometimes I just don't get it. I, I, I'm I not sure if I read it, got anything out of it. And I said, I said, if I can give you any advice, just slow down with the word. Amen? Because there's goodness in each and every word. The Lord. I ain't just talking about anybody. That's talking about the Lord. They ain't but one. Amen? And I'm glad that I serve the one. I, I, I don't... I rely on people. I, I do. We all rely on people uh, to some extent. We we need people around us, uh, but there ain't nobody can take the place of my Lord. There's not anybody uh, who went and died on a rugged cross so that I might have salvation. Well, there is but one uh, Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm thankful that it's Him that I serve. Yeah. Uh, we could be serving one of these other gods. Uh, uh, we were talking about how people in different countries are in different, uh, how, how they just don't have what we have here in America. But you know what? A lot of those places don't have the same God. Uh, they they serve other gods. They the Bible uh, the Bible uh, isn't what they go home and read. They have other books that they read, and they have other things that they do. Uh, but I want you to know, America is a blessed nation because we were built and founded on serving Thee. God in heaven yeah. above, That's right. Amen. That's why we're here, Amen. That's right. That says the Lord. Uh, there's not one like Him. No. Uh, I even will go so far as to tell you this this morning. I believe there's a reason that we have all the blessings that we have. Yeah. There's a reason they don't. That's right. Amen. Yeah. I I just wanted to be honest with you. Yeah. It isn't because they live in a part of the world that it just don't get as much rain as we get here. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. It's not uh, because. Uh, that that maybe they just got the bad straw and the land that they landed in uh, was a desert or a barren place. That they have the famine and that they have. I'm telling you, America is blessed because we were built on serving the one true living God. Right. Now, I can also tell you, if we leave him, then we own our own. That's right. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, the Lord mm-hmm. is my shepherd. Now, in order for him to be a shepherd, amen, you're going to have to know him, amen? Right. You're going to have to follow him, amen? You can't just say, he is my shepherd. Now, this scripture, it's on everything. I mean, I'm right. telling you what. Uh, they'll print this up on all kinds of things. It'll be on houses. It'll be on shirts. It'll be, I'm telling you, 23rd Psalms, it's everywhere. People will just put that 23rd Psalms on their bumper sticker card. But if he's not their shepherd... If he's not in charge, if he's not who you're following, well, you really can't claim it, can you? Right. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen. That talks about a relationship. That talks about somebody worth following. That talks about somebody that's going to lead. You know, a shepherd uh, leads the sheep. You know, that's not how every animal's done. I was watching on TV. Uh, they had this dog, and this dog was moving these uh, these sheep. That dog wasn't leading them. What was it doing? It was chasing them. Hey, I've ever seen one of these uh, cattle dogs. or it, it it gets behind them and it runs them. God doesn't do us that way. He leads us. He is a great shepherd. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Now, that's not talking about what you desire. That's not saying, well, I want this or I want that. or I want to go eat this or I hope to get some ice cream later on. That's not what that's talking about. That's talking about being fulfilled in all your needs. You know something I was thinking as they were talking to Sunday school, and I was thinking, well, that goes right along with the word that God's given me. You know, there are places where people are hungry. There are places where people go without and do without. But I've never seen one who follows the Lord do without. The Bible says that there's not one of his ever been forsaken. Uh, Not ever. ever. Uh, There might be times when things are tight for you. But I doubt any of you have ever went long without a meal to eat. I doubt any of you have ever went very long without God supplying exactly what you needed. Been through some tough times, but we've never wanted in in a way that we didn't have what we needed to live. Amen. The Lord, if he's your shepherd, he'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. He'll supply, the Bible says, all your needs. And I believe he has. I, I can tell you, uh, as I was talking with that couple, I was just kind of telling them who I was and <laughs> what I had been through, and I got to kind of share some of my testimony, and I got to begin, I got to talking about uh, the times when when, uh, uh, when, when we were really hurting financially. I had a job as a janitor, okay? So y'all know I was making a whole bunch of money. I was a janitor. Y'all might not have known that for a little while. I was a janitor. My wife couldn't work because she had to stay at home with our child that that needed all this health care. And so so there was a time when when we lived on, I'm talking about nothing. Nothing. And and I I began to wonder. I was was sharing how good God had been in my life with them. I was still running through my mind saying, Lord, it still does not make any sense to me how you provided during that time. Yet he did. Yet he did. The Lord... Is my shepherd and I shall not want. He takes care of all our needs. He provides what we need when we need it. That goes on in verse 2, and it says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. You know, he provides restoration when you need it. Green pastures to me symbolizes a couple of things. One, the fact that it's green means what? It's growing. It's new. Grass don't just stay the same height. Y'all in the summertime, y'all know that, right? you got to get that old lawnmower out and cut her down. Why? Because it just keeps springing up. Are y'all with me? The Bible says uh, that he's going to make us to lie down in some green pastures, some places that it's continually restoring, that it's continually uh, giving us what we need. Uh, There's a place in the Psalms that says uh, that every morning, every morning, We're restored again, that we get anew what we need for that day, amen? That God gives us the blessings that we need for that day. These green pastures that you're in uh, are places where he's giving you what you need, when you need it, and he'll give it what you need in that moment, amen? Uh, What I needed today isn't what I needed yesterday, amen? He provided what I needed yesterday, and he'll provide what I need today, and tomorrow he'll have enough. To take care of me tomorrow. And amen. the day after that, praise the Lord. Yeah. He'll have enough to take care of you. These green pastures will feel not only your physical needs. But they'll feel your spiritual needs. Amen. amen. He's got exactly what you need. It goes on and says. And he leadeth me beside the still waters. Uh, there's This is talking about a good time. Amen. If you think in your life. There are some times I believe that are good times. You can... Think about maybe some times you spent with family. They were talking about a reunion. I I thought about what a good time I have when I get together with my family. How God gives us what we need when we need it. Uh, This this here reminded me, it said beside the still waters, reminded me of how chaos can be in our lives and how hectic things can be. And just be overwhelming and God can just say peace to that old storm. How God can come in and say, you know what, I understand that you're overwhelmed with what's going on right now. I understand that you have a lot on you, but I can give you peace in the middle of that storm. Boy, that's a good loving Savior. Isn't that a good shepherd that will take you and say, okay, here's a place that you can just slow down and rest. We live in such a busy society. We have all these conveniences as we talked about today. We have all these things that make life easier for us. And what do we do? we just fill it up with more and more stuff. Yeah. We, we seem to be busier now than we've ever been when we have all these conveniences and we ought to have all this time that we could just rest with the Lord, that we could just spend time with Him. But what do we do? We fill it up with other things. There are times He's going to say, slow down, i got a place of rest for you. There are some times that He'll say, uh, just come on and, and just sit down with me here in the old green pasture. I don't know, when's the last time you got out and spread out a blanket? and sit under uh, the sun or under a shady tree and just sit there in the green grass and enjoy uh, God's beautiful creation. I don't know when the last time you've done that, but can I just tell you, he's got times in your life that he'll say, let's sit down together and just enjoy this cool breeze. I, I noticed the last few weeks, that just every now and then, that old cool fall breeze will blow through. I don't know how that does for you, but I love this time of year. I love how God's seasons change. How God knows what we need and how he renews over and over again. And I was just thankful one morning I got up and I said thank you Lord for this time, for that cool breeze that blows But I'm so thankful that in my life when sometimes it seems so dry and so barren that God would send a cool breeze to blow by my way that I might know that he's still right there. He knows what you need when you need it. Amen. Thank God for that love and Savior. Verse 3 says he restoreth my soul. Now I want you to know, it seems to me as we go through this scripture, that it goes from a place of nice, sweet contentment, and then things get a little bit more choppy along the way. Uh, that Life is not always uh, going to be a bed of roses, they say. It surely isn't. It, it just isn't going to be that every day. You're not going to just uh, be able to walk through and stroll through and not have any heartache. Uh, sometimes our soul... Needs a little restoring, amen? Sometimes you get a little bit weak and you begin to question, wonder, God, why is this happening in my life? Listen, uh, he knows how to restore your soul, amen? I'm thankful here that not only in his word does he tell us that he'll meet our physical needs, that he'll feed us physically in this body, but he cares about how we feel. He cares about what's going on when you're heartbroken, when you're sad and distressed, when you're upset and angry. He restores your soul. Yeah. Aren't you glad that seems like he meets all of your needs? Amen? I, I want you to know there's a lot of things in this life that you have to go to. You get sick, you got to go to the doctor. You need some money, you got to go to the bank. You, you need a, to earn some money, you got to go to work. There's a lot of places you go to get things, but there's only one God that you got to go to. Right. I'm thankful I ain't got to serve a whole bunch of gods. Amen? Well, let's talk to this one this day and that one tomorrow. I've got one God who supplies all of my needs. Amen. He'll restore your soul. Amen. He'll, he'll put confidence and faith back in your heart. I'm so thankful that when I didn't have enough faith on my own, He provided yeah. what I needed. He said, Oh, preacher, now, faith's on us. Faith's us. Fully. The Bible says that man is, every man is dealt a measure of faith. Amen. He provides you faith even when you don't have it within yourself. It says, "He restoreth my soul, and He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake." Now, now there's something in that to jump out at me that I've never got before. It says, "Paths of righteousness" with an S on it. I thought, "Well, but Lord, there's only one way to righteousness, and it's You. You're the only way to righteousness." And I thought, "How can that be that it says paths?" of righteousness. I don't know if it's ever got not any hold of anybody that got a hold of me. I thought, Lord, I don't understand. How under what can there be many pastors? There's only one way to righteousness, and it's through you. I can't do it on my own. I can't live it. I've tried, and I have failed. Many men have come before me, have tried, and have failed. There was a whole bunch of them in the Old Testament that tried and failed. They had been but one who walked this earth and lived perfectly before God who was righteous and his name is Jesus. So it's in Jesus Christ alone that any man can walk righteousness. So how can your scripture say paths of righteousness? And this is what I begin to see and I believe the Lord meant this. He might have just meant it for me but I hope you get it too. Sometimes I get off the path. The path is still there. Uh, The direction that he had going it's still there. But sometimes I get off of it. If you've ever walked a trail, an old beaten trail, as a Boy Scout, we, you know, we get out, we go. Some of them trails are worn out. I think sometimes that that's like the path of righteousness, that it's an old beaten path, uh, that, 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 that it's beaten because there's one who's went before us and walked it before us. And there's been good people in our lives, like Brother Leroy was mentioning this morning, who's went before us. And walk down that old road. And I can follow some of his steps. And know that there's a good way to go. Amen. Yeah. Hey, I believe there's an old beat path. But sometimes you get interested in something off the trail. You get interested. Something catches your eye. And you wander off the trail. Yeah. Well, now you're out on your own. You, there's no trail where you're at. Right? There's no trail. There's going to have to be a way for you to get from where you're at. Back onto the trail, is there not? There's got to be a way for me to get from where I'm at. Back onto that trail that leads uh, to righteousness. He says that he would lead us, hear me now, in the paths of righteousness. You see, because your decisions, your choices made a difference in your life. And they might have gotten you way over here, off the path. And you're over here in the wilderness and you're looking around and thinking, Oh my goodness, I've lost my way. But there is one who can lead you back. Yeah. Amen. He'll lead you yeah. back. Amen. That may mean you've got to follow your own path to get back to the path. Amen. But he'll lead you back. I believe we all have our own paths. Yeah. Amen. That we've walked through. Amen. We've got our own ways that we've followed after. But he'll lead us back to that righteousness if we'll follow him. Amen. I can imagine he says he's a shepherd, that old sheep. Uh, we were trying to round up some chickens. Uh, they' had gotten in the woods, and I want you to know, so then you're in there and you're climbing around in the woods and and trying to get them out but but you couldn't force them you force them they just they just go everywhere they' run in you had to take your time. I think the Lord does that with us, and he doesn't just force you he doesn't just he doesn't just put you sometimes in a in such situation that you can't bear it sometimes he does I believe for your own good because he knows the direction you're going to go. Yeah. But I think a lot of times it's easy He beckons us, and He calls us, and He leads us back to the path of righteousness. Yeah. The Bible says in verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So, so now, now we've moved. Before we were talking about green pastures and still waters. And then we were talking about restoring our soul and maybe just getting off the path of little And now we're in the valley. And then now we're, we're so far deep in the valley. Uh, that, that we can't see the light of day. It's, it says uh, that, that this valley is like a shadow. Uh, it's a shadow of things to come. I want you to see here that what God is doing is, is it says, uh, whether you're in the best time of your life, whether you're in some mill ground and you need some work, or whether you're over here in the valley, He's going to take care of us. I thought as I was reading through this, I wonder what part of David's life was he in. What, what part of David's life was he in when he wrote this? Because he could have wrote it at any time. He could have been a young man on the hills there where he, see, where he sees his sheep, that he's, he's, he's watching his father's sheep. And he thinks about the time that the bear came or the lion came and he had to take care of it. He might have been thinking about that time. He may have been at the very end of his life looking back over all the things that God had done. But, but it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what part of life he was in or how old he was or how young he was because the scripture takes care of all of it. Every bit of it. He's, he's my shepherd in all walks of life. He's your shepherd when things are good and when things are bad. He's your shepherd when you have plenty and when you don't have plenty. He knows exactly what we stand in need of. He goes on and says, I will fear no evil for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That old rod, the Bible teaches us, you know, is a correction tool. He'd whoop off the devil if he has to. But that old staff, that old staff is men. Uh, to pull back to safety. When you see the picture and you see the little crook on the end, I've always been told that's what a staff is. And the staff is meant so that when the sheep was cast, falling over, or falling off maybe a ledge or something, that they could hook that 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 old staff around it and pull them back to safety. How many times God, on your behalf has pulled you yeah. to safety? Yeah. Too many times to tell. Too many times, I'm telling you, too many times I know that that loving hand reached down and pulled me out of trouble. Times I didn't know which way I was headed. And he knew. And he put a roadblock in the way. And he pulled me back to his loving arms. He goes on and he says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. I'm so thankful that verse 5, a lot of people read it and they think about poor David. He had enemies. He had things that he dealt with. But I'm thankful that says to me that while I'm here on this earth, he's going to watch out for me. He's going to care for me. You see, we live in a land surrounded by our enemies. The devil, the Bible says, is walking to and fro like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We live in a land Where we have enemies. Turn the news on just a little while. And you'll begin to see some terrible things. People acting in terrible ways. Sin uh, just running rampant across our land. Uh, We live in a land, I believe today, where we're enemies on every side. And in the middle of that, he'll feed us. And he'll supply what we need. And he'll help us through those terrible times. He'll even go so far as to anoint our hands with oil. And that picture there is a picture of healing. It's a picture of blessing, amen? I don't know about you when the last time you felt like God was just overflowing your cup, amen? We've had some services here where I've seen some of you get a little bit full, amen? And it just seemed like you couldn't take any more. I've had some times in life when I felt like he's just filling my cup up and I can't hold anymore. Aren't you glad in this life you don't have to wait till the other side. Right. Then he'll let you feel that mighty, powerful spirit sweep by your way and fill you up and run you over. Verse 6 says, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Follow, you know, that's, that's pursuit. Y'all you know what that, that is? That's pursuit. Uh, I, I, I was thinking uh, about if you go out in my yard and we got this little puppy dog and, and if she sees you, she's going to come where you're at. She's going to pester you. Until you pet her, love on her, do something, right? She just won't leave you alone. She'll, she'll, fo- she'll follow you all over that yard. Are y'all with me? Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's what the Lord does for us. Yeah. Surely, listen, surely goodness and mercy, listen, shall follow. Isn't that something? That he's pursuing us with his love. His compassion, His mercy, and His grace. The Lord is pursuing us. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. How? How? All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Listen, if we'll follow Him, you get that. That's pretty easy, right? If you'll follow Him, if you'll allow Him, Accept him as your shepherd. Let him be your shepherd. Quit trying to get out front of him. That's what he does. That's what he does. He'll take care of you. Mm -hmm. He'll he'll supply your needs. He'll fill you up. He'll take care of your enemies. What else you want? That's that's our shepherd. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's who he is. And he'll follow you with it. Amen. That's a good, loving God. There's a song at some point. Hopefully my family's going to sing it. Alex is working on playing the piano on that. And he's he's been practicing it. The song says, I still trust you. I still. Do you still trust him this morning as your shepherd? You've been through some hard times. You've been through some things. We, we heard some talking about their lost loved ones. You've asked them to, the Lord to save them, but they're still not saved. They're still running from Him. You've asked God to do some things in your life, but they haven't happened yet. They're, they're still places of trouble and turmoil. Do you still trust Him to be your shepherd? And are you following him? Or are you trying to blaze your own trail, and you're off in the wilderness, and you think, ah, this ain't worth fighting? I can tell you by great experience, every time I blaze a trail in the woods, seems like I find ever a thorn and briar. When the tornadoes come through several years ago, the very first one that hit any of our communities come right by Miss Burrow's house and come right through my woods I took them a while to even say that it was tornado because I don't think it hit any houses it tore up a lot of trees I believe and when that happened it took down some really old big trees and the first thing to come up was the old thistles and briars and thorns and ever since then it's been a battle it's been a battle to try to get them out of the way, to let the trees come up and begin to take their place. It's been a battle, I'm telling you. I, I, I've never seen such. I, I, I took a tractor with a bush hog on the and I thought, I'm gonna blaze a trail through here. And I finally did, it took me a long time. But I had to go through briar patches that were eight, nine, ten feet tall. They was over my head and I was on a the tractor. It was everywhere. Can I tell you, you get off the path of righteousness and the devil's tempted you into some other place or told you, you can do this on your own or you can, you go, you're going to be fine. Just come over here and see this pretty flower I'll show you for a little while. And then you realize that you're in the middle of a, a thicket that you can't get out. The Lord will lead you back. The Lord will take you back. The Lord will forgive <coughs> where man will not. You ain't gotta walk through them briars anymore. I guess I'm maybe more dumb than anything, but I just I'll blaze on through and I just act like ain't nothing. And then I, I ain't done it in a while, but usually I ain't done. And I have cuts and scratches all over me where I went through these briars. You don't have to go through them. You don't have to. You could let the Lord lead. So that's what I figured out. If I let him lead, he takes care of those things. He's the one holding the staff and the rod. Are y'all with me? He already knows the path that leads. And he can safely get you back onto the path of righteousness. But he has to be the shepherd. He has to lead. Is he leading you this morning? Do you still trust him? Or are you in front of it? Blazing your own trouble. Come get a verse of song. I'm not going to go any further in the service. I believe I've done all that the Lord hath me to do. If you have something you need to do, I ask you to do that. If you need to come pray, this altar's here. It's open. If you feel like you're off in the wilderness and been scratched up by briars, you can come back to the path of righteousness and he'll lead you there.